mild to moderate versus extensive supports. Hey, special ed teacher. In today's episode, I will be going over what the difference is between the two in special education. But before we get into it, I want to go ahead and read this week's review. It's entitled Episode 74 Data Binders by Treba Family. It says, This is my plug for Michelle. You go, girl. You rock. I absolutely love all of the wonderful tips she shares for special educators to be successful. I have not been able to listen to episodes regularly since the school year began, but now that it is January and we are more than halfway through our school year, I find that I need the extra encouragement. In one of her latest episodes, episode 74, one of Michelle's tips was about organizing data. In this episode, she talks about creating data binders to keep on the shelf next to a three-hole punch for her and the prior professionals working in her room to utilize as a tool to help collect and organize data. I can't wait to try it out. As a first-year special education teacher, I need as much wisdom as I can to get and learn how to be the best that I can be at my job. From the bottom of my heart, Thank you, thank you, thank you, Michelle. Oh, MG, okay. Waking up on a Saturday morning, seeing this amazing written review, I was in shock. I was in awe. I was so grateful. And it just gives me more validation into the entire reason why I am doing this podcast. It's for you. This is exactly why I do it. It's for you. And so, You know, if you'd like to go ahead and leave me a quick five-star written review on Apple Podcasts, all you need to do is go ahead and search for my show, scroll all the way down until you see the words highlighted in purple, leave a written review, go ahead and hit those five stars and leave something quick to let me know what you're enjoying on the show. All right, let's get into it. Hey, special ed teachers, welcome to Stepping Into Special Education. Are you confused with writing IEPs? Need a system to track data? Are you up late Googling strategies for behavior management? Do you wake up with huge goals only to feel that you're not doing enough? Hey, I'm Michelle. I too teach special ed in a low socioeconomic community. I too wanted more connection with my special needs families. I wanted help with IEP meetings and needed more training with behaviors. And I kept asking myself, am I even doing a good job? Until I finally found the right strategies and support. In this podcast, you will find guidance with IEPs, behavior strategies, and SPED support so that you will know you've made an impact. So grab your iced coffee, clipboard, and your favorite pen. It is time to get things started. Maybe you've been interested in teaching special education or maybe you're in it already and want a change in your career. In today's episode, I'll clarify the difference between mild to moderate classrooms versus extensive support classrooms. Before getting into special ed, I have mostly had experience with individuals with moderate to severe disabilities, also known as extensive supports. I'll be using that interchangeably today. My foster sister, whom I grew up with for more than 20 years, has multiple disabilities. She has autism and Down syndrome. She is nonverbal, and I became very interested in American Sign Language to communicate with her. 
so much that I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in deaf studies. After college, I became an aide in the general ed setting, and I helped upper grade elementary students in fifth grade, and I loved it. But special education was still on my mind. So I switched gears and became a behavior therapist working one-on-one with students with autism, Down syndrome, and then my last assignment was with a student with cerebral palsy in a wheelchair that I had for a while. So when I finally got that call to be accepted into the district intern program in hopes of becoming a special ed teacher, I was beyond excited. I'm finally going to become an educator. The registration person over the phone asked me basic information like my address and full name, but then she asked me something that I was not clear about yet. Okay, so do you want to sign up for the mild to moderate program or the moderate severe? Huh? (laughs) What? I had no idea what the difference is. With not much info to go off, I told her that I'd like to be accepted to the mild to moderate program. Completely not confident in my answer. I've had so much background with moderate to severe disabilities, but I love teaching the general ed curriculum. What if I made the wrong decision? But I am proud to say that I made the right decision all along. And 15 years later, I'm still teaching mild to moderate. But I still think, what if I made a different decision? So I don't want you to feel clueless like I did when I was making an important decision in my own career path. So I hope this episode gives you the information you need when or if you make that decision. All right, here we go. Mild to moderate support needs versus extensive support needs. What's the difference? For difference number one is curriculum. The type of curriculum is one of the main differences between mild to moderate and extensive supports. For the mild to moderate support needs, you are to teach the general ed curriculum, which is exactly the same curriculum that is taught in the typical classrooms. But of course, the curriculum taught in the mild to moderate support needs class is taught with accommodations. So students in this classroom will be able to access the general ed curriculum. So you are continuing and teaching academics, as in reading, writing, math, science, social studies, health, PE, and so on. For extensive supports, you are to teach from an alternative curriculum. The alternate curriculum or modified curriculum is for students who cannot access the general ed curriculum without modifications. The alternative curriculum includes academics, employment readiness, and social skills to prepare for independent living and employment. This curriculum focuses on reading, writing, math, science, social studies, life skills, and social skills. The alternative curriculum is designed for students with moderate to severe disabilities. So for difference number one is curriculum. Mild to moderate support needs versus extensive support needs, what's the difference? For difference number two is class size. Class size is another big difference between mild to moderate and extensive needs. Check your school district because the class size range differs 
and sometimes changes from year to year. I have been in the mild to moderate classrooms with up to 15 to 16 students maximum. And I'm throwing air quotes right now with max. I have had a class up to 21 students. Yeah, I know, crazy. But that's another story. But typically, class sizes for mild to moderate classrooms can increase to 15 to 16 students. But do not quote me because I'm sure it differs in every district and state. The class size for an extensive support or moderate severe classroom is lower than those teaching mild to moderate. I have seen classes starting from eight students all the way to a maximum of 14. So difference number two is class size. Mild to moderate support needs versus extensive support needs. What's the difference for difference number three is aides or paraprofessionals. The number of aides in your classroom also differs between mild to moderate and extensive settings. In the mild to moderate classroom, including the teacher, I have typically seen one aide with up to 15 students. Then, depending on the number, you can have another aide if the class size goes up. In the extensive classroom, there is, of course, the teacher, and I have seen one aide with every six to eight students. So having an extensive classroom due to the needs of the students, more aides are necessary. So difference number three is aides. Mild to moderate support needs versus extensive support needs. What's the difference? For difference number four is eligibilities and cognitive level. The eligibilities and cognitive abilities may differ depending on your teaching setting. I mentioned cognitive levels because you can have students with autism that can function in the general ed setting. But we know with autism, there is a range with this disability, correct? So the student's cognitive level helps determine what special education setting may be the student's least restrictive environment. They may have severe autism and will be better suited to be in the extensive support setting. I hope that makes sense. But with that, both the mild to moderate and the extensive settings can teach autism. However, some disabilities have different cognitive levels. For instance, students with learning disabilities will be taught in the mild to moderate settings versus our students with Down syndrome will typically be taught in the extensive settings. So for difference number four is eligibility and cognitive levels. Mild to moderate support needs versus extensive support needs. What's the difference for difference number five is the training. The training of the special ed teacher and their staff will differ according to the setting. In the extensive needs settings, there are students who may require more sensory needs or students that may need help with their physical disabilities. So the classroom with the teacher and the staff may receive those trainings. I have seen more moderate severe classrooms attain training in crisis prevention, but I have done that training while teaching in the mild to moderate settings as well. Moderate severe or extensive needs settings may attend more ABA training, which is applied behavioral analysis training. So training may or may not differ. 
So difference number five is the training. Mild to moderate support needs versus extensive support needs. What's the difference? Last but not least, difference number six is assessments. The assessments I'm referring to here are the ones we give our students at a triannual or an initial IEP. In the mild to moderate setting, I have given the Woodcock-Johnson Academic Achievement Test. I have also been trained in the KTEA, also known as the Kaufman Test of Educational Achievement, the YCAT, which is Young Children's Academic Test, where this test assess mostly academics. Special ed teachers in the extensive support setting will give their students the SANDY test, which stands for Student Annual Needs Determination Inventory. This is designed for students with moderate to severe intellectual disabilities. These assessments can help us special education teachers determine what goals to work on with our students. So for difference number six is assessments. I hope this gives you a better understanding of the difference between a mild moderate support needs classroom versus an extensive supports needs classroom. All right, now to recap. Mild to moderate support needs versus extensive support needs, what's the difference? For number one is curriculum. Number two, class size. Number three, aids. Number four, eligibility and cognitive levels. Number five, training. And last but not least, number six, assessments. I would love it if you could let me know what setting you love teaching, mild to moderate or extensive needs. You can let me know in the free private Facebook group at www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash stepping into special ed. Also, don't forget to leave me a quick five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. All you need to do is search for my show and scroll all the way down until you see the words highlighted in purple, leave a written review. Go ahead and hit those five stars and leave something quick to let me know what you're enjoying on the show. All right, my friend, I'll catch you on another episode of Stepping Into Special Education. Take care and have a great week. Hey, before you leave, If you felt this show taught you something and got you one step closer to where you want to be, please leave me a quick review and follow this podcast. It is the best thing you can do to keep the show going. Also, be sure to join my free Facebook group. You'll be able to connect with me and get support from fellow educators just like you. Remember that you do make a difference and that there's always that one student that can't wait to see you every single day. Till next time, my friend, take care.